Hello, beautiful rebel. It's Sam Goldsmith here and welcome to Her Great Rebellion, the podcast. This is the podcast that delivers the strategy and woo to alchemize your sacred inner rebel, ground you in emotional stability and help you to create the freedom you desire from that place. By mastering our mindset, our emotions and our energetics, we create radical movement, heal with sacred medicine and unlock sacred strategies. Now, as you all know, this season is all about special guests and we have an absolute treat for you today. It's going to be hard to stick to our time, I'm sure, once we jump in and get started. Today, I will be introducing you to Natalie Woodman, who is a medical intuitive amongst many other things. I'm sure her work will resonate with so many of you listening and those of you who are at the moment immersed in Rebel Life Bootcamp. Uh, as she focuses on how powerful we are each are and the miraculousness of the body to actually heal itself when we work with it holistically. Um, so mentally, emotionally, energetically and spiritually to integrate and create physical results that we seek with our bodies uh, and our lives and our businesses. So everything she shares is right up our alley here. I'm going to say a quick, let us say a quick hi, and then we'll quickly do our conscious breathing and then we'll jump into today's show. Hi, Natalie. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Sam. I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to see what's going to come through today in our conversation. Beautiful. All right, everybody, as you know, uh, well, if you don't know, if you've been listening for a while, you know the drill with our conscious breathing. If this is your first time listening, you may not have heard of this before. I'm going to ask you to take a few moments to breathe together before we begin. We'll invite Natalie to do this with us as well. This is a sacred action that has radically transformed my own life in so many ways. Uh, and it's the way that I choose to start all of my public and private work with people. And of course, uh, this podcast uh, is included in that. So we do it generally, you know, we're so busy, we're running around, we're trying to fit everything in. Even just physically giving ourselves uh, a conscious chance to breathe and get air into all parts of our lungs is, is a powerful thing. There's many other reasons that we do it, and you can go back to previous episodes, uh, especially in the first season if you want to learn more about that. But for now, let's just recognize our breath and breathing together in this way when we meet as an entry point into a sacred dimension. So it's a moment for us to remember and recognize ourselves as sacred and to open up sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling and sacred understanding. So wherever you are right now, let's just take a few moments to uh, breathe together. If you are in a place where you can close your eyes, that's great. If you're out and about, it's not necessary. Just uh, set an intention to pull your energy back inwards and pay attention to your breathing. Okay, so let's begin. Let's just take a breath together in through our nose and out through our mouths. And again, gently and easily in through the nose and out of the mouth. Allowing your body to breathe naturally and noticing that your body easily finds this natural rhythm. You might see that some of your breaths are deeper, some more shallow. And as you try not to control it and just allow it, your body is gently recalibrating itself to a state of ease. Let's take one more breath here and then bring our attention to our hearts. Bring your attention to the energy that you can feel around the area of your physical heart. And if you feel like you want to include your energetic heart, the front of your chest or the back of your chest, then do that also. And just breathing in this space. I'll invite you now to give permission to your heart to travel up the length of your spine to your mind and gently quieten it down. Allow this quietness now to move over the top of your head and down the entire length of your physical body, coating your whole body in a layer of calm. And as we breathe here, gently sense an aliveness or an energy. You may have a particular resonance with words like your inner being. Gently sense that energy underneath this layer of calm that you've created. 
And breathing here, let's give this divine being permission to hear, interpret, process and feel anything and everything in the perfect way for your highest good and the good of all of those whose lives you impact. I'm taking one more nourishing breath here and gently opening your eyes. Okay, beautiful beings. So as you know, part of this series, this season, I want to bring you stories of unique radical rebellions. And I'm particularly interested in sharing with you the golden nuggets that my guests have mined from their own lived experiences, the embodiment of their own work, and then the ways that they now share that work to help other women. So today we have an absolute treat for you. I'm sure you're going to enjoy everything about it. Uh, as I said, we're talking to Natalie Woodman here. Her work fits beautifully in the work that we do in Rebel Life Bootcamp as well. And she is a medical intuitive channel and trauma aware master Akashic consultant. She helps women lead from within by helping them to create body congruency. And she helps women reclaim the sovereign connection to their bodies as sacred calibration portals calibrating to truth abundance power potency and love and that is absolutely what we're all about on this podcast as well so welcome Natalie I'm so excited to hear what you've got to say today thank you for having me I'm so excited for what's going to come through and uh yeah it's great to be here amazing so let's jump straight in uh, Natalie can you just give us a little bit of a brief overview of your journey, what you've sort of been through and how it's led you to this place where you find yourself now doing this amazing work? Oh, well, I guess it all started a year after I qualified as a physio. I developed an L4 prolapse disc and I the physio needed physio. You know, I couldn't sit for six months. I couldn't drive. And so I needed to go through quite a bit of rehab myself for a six month period, which means that, you know, I had to be my sole focus. And during that period, I was invited by my body to really start to deepen a really sacred connection of deep listening and deep understanding and of surrendering so allowing my body to heal in her own time but also being really present in each moment to know that you know what actions I was taking or what thoughts or what beliefs were coming up and how that was influencing my therapy and my rehab as such and you know, fast forward a little bit after that, fast forward four years, I um, went through a really messy divorce that lasted for about two years. Well, the process lasted for about two years. And through that, that was also another sort of real big awakening and personal power portal that I went through that really helped me reclaim a connection to who I was and to really shift that yes girl and that people pleaser um, part within me and you know after that I really wanted I've always wanted to have my own business and what I found was that after my divorce was finalized um, you know a few years later I had the courage to you know dive in head first and start my own business and through that journey I really had the opportunity of through the experiences of burnout and a few car accidents um have the experience of really shifting the not enough pattern you know that not enough monster that was just perpetually running the show in my head yeah. that drove me to the point of being physically unwell and you know I really had to work with myself and saying well you know why was I hot working so hard why was I pushing so hard what was the message what was the programming and belief that was sitting underneath that and you know I stripped back several layers and what was at the heart of it was the fact that there were feelings of unworthiness, there were feelings of not enoughness, and the external validation was kind of needed in order to fill that void. 
you know, I've, and then since then I healed my body physically from burnout, but, you know, as I shifted and changed my business model, um, to one that was healthier, I then also developed Epstein-Barr and Lyme's disease. I had an early diagnosis and I had this beautiful opportunity of being able to work more energetically with my body. And I'd always been open to energetic work, mental work, emotional work, because I've done, you know, decades of breath work. Um, but in that moment, there was this opportunity of just bringing it all together, of working with the body physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, and spiritually. And within a very short period, I was able to shift and clear what was showing up energetically in the body um, so that it never even manifested into physical symptoms. And so, you know, that really led me into just seeing that my work as a physio only allowed me to show up as an aspect of who I was and only allowing you know one part of me to kind of show up and yes, so since I then, love that that's fantastic <laughs> and so since then you know that started my journey of well what is in alignment what is you know what feels like my soul aligned calling and so physio was that for me in the past and what opened up was now you know working with women to be able to connect with their beautiful bodies to be able to connect with sacred wisdom within to help access that truth from within so that we can all become vessels of that deep knowing of being able to access that knowing of you know what you know what you know and not being swayed by you know external circumstances and being grounded and anchored in that knowing and let that sort of lead the way and that's you know that's really something that has helped me over these past sort of two and a half years as I've made this shift um and I know there's lots more that I can say so let me stop there and um, I'm sure more will come up yes thank you so much and I think it's really pressing on me just to remind listeners as they they've heard your story that you know when we connect with people who we are going to work with in terms of people we hire or mentors or even coaches well I don't know I'm on the I'm on the edge about coaches but mentors especially like yourself is really about recognizing that it's your own journey through your own experience that has informed your work and that makes it so much more powerful than something someone's learned in a book and I know that seems kind of basic um, especially been listening to this podcast for a while but it's so easy to forget that our own experience and how we are right now in every moment is an opportunity for somebody else to learn or heal and um, that's just really apparent to me when you're sharing your own journey to to come to the embodiment and um, integration of this work that you're sharing so that's beautiful um, it, builds, it builds in nicely I was going to ask you next question about um, what you feel is the most rebellious part of your journey and certainly a lot of those things that you just mentioned in and of themselves are great rebellions you know just turning away from the people pleasing and the good girl mentality and how you think you need to be in certain situations for certain people and your identity as a physio and all those things I'm sure so I don't know if you can kind of boil it down to the most rebellious part of your journey but maybe just if you could share a little bit about the things that you had to transform within yourself um, to be able to really step into the embodiment integration of this work oh there's so much I think it's it's been a lot a lot of inner work and you know inner work never stops let me just start by saying that I, I believe that it's a continuous and evolving process as we grow and evolve as beings and for me one of the biggest things that I shifted was coming from the mindset of servitude that I had to give of my all in order for me to feel the validation in order for me to feel good about what I gave. And so I really had to shift that programming, that 
belief and go back to the root of where that started and then clear that at a cellular level and really realign with the vibration of being a contribution, of being one of many, of not having to be the only one or not having to be the best. And coming into alignment with that frequency of being one of many and and the frequency of collaboration, the frequency of connection, the frequency of community and the frequency of, you know, contribution, because making that shift has shifted so much for me. You know, in physio, we were also taught to almost like strip something down, look for the problems to then piece things back together. And so for me, it's been a lot of unlearning what, you know, what I've learned over the years, as well as saving, you know, the really deep learnings that I get to move, take forward with through my medical intuitive work. But it's the pieces of like looking for what's wrong in order to make what's right. Whereas now, you know, my belief is, we are all whole. We are all beautiful. We are all magnificent. And all we are working to do right now is to figure out where we start and where we end. And so that was a big journey for me is figuring out, well, where do I start and where do I end? And where does the next person start? Because for so long, I had been carrying other people's trauma, processing it unconsciously. And now, you know, I consciously am very careful about what I take on energetically, making sure that my vessel and my channel remains pure so that I can be of service to everyone. And that in itself was a really big one for me. And then, you know, catching myself in, you know, in moments like, I believe the enoughness piece I'm I'm really still shifting but you know for me I've I can see abundance now in everything I can see abundance in the small moments and I can see you know with my online business it's it's it started and I'm winding down my physio practice so that's the other thing so right now I'm in a massive portal of letting go of death and rebirth. And this has probably been, I guess, since my divorce, what, 20 years ago, this has been my biggest death and rebirth cycle that I'm in. And, you know, I really, earlier in the year, when I made the conscious decision that I'm closing my practice, I went through a really big grief period. I reflected on all the amazing lessons that I learned, everything that I gained, all the wisdom that I received. And I took a week off and I just processed. I cried, I cried, I cried until I couldn't cry anymore. And I just, some of it was tears of gratitude. Some of it was tears of sadness at the end of a chapter, whilst also being really excited for the new. And so I find myself in this real portal of duality um, as I say goodbye to one business and I'm really stepping fully into the other. And then the other great rebellion is I have decided, well, I've been guided <laughs> by source and spirit that my time in the UK will be coming to an end. So at the beginning of December, I will be leaving the UK to start traveling. And right now I'm busy clearing and emptying out a house full of things to in the next four weeks only be left with a few suitcases and I find myself really just walking around my place, just being so grateful for what I have right now, knowing that more is coming, but even in the letting go, knowing that, you know, it gets to be an offering, it gets to be a gift to someone else, it gets to enrich someone else's life. And I get to celebrate the gift that all of these beautiful things has had in my life. And so I find I'm constantly walking with the duality of sadness and excitement, as well as, you know, joy and fear, because there are these moments where, 
you know, my brain goes, what the hell are you doing? Which is the ego. And I'm like, check in with the heart. Actually, no, we're on track. This is a beautiful thing. This is what you're called to do. And this is part of your soul's mission. Um, so I'm being invited to travel for the next two years, going to some really beautiful, sacred places. And I'm going on a journey of, you know, deepening my connection to the divine feminine. And I'm really excited. And, you know, there is a part of me that is, you know, scared and, you know, owning that and seeing that and going, it's okay. You know, we all get to go on this journey together. But, you know, the part that's, that, you know, is fearful or that is a little bit scared, you know, I've got her and she doesn't get to be in the driver's seat. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. And thank you for just re-presencing us in this conversation to it being not only okay, but completely normal to be holding these opposing emotions at the same time. It's just like something that we're not taught to do necessarily. And it feels like we need to, you know, avoid the bad feeling and only aim for the good feeling. But the magic really is in that ability to be able to hold both, like you say, the fear and the excitement or, um, you know, the apprehension and the desire at the same time. It's just such a beautiful reminder for everybody who thinks that there's some moment in time when they're going to be able to do that. But it's just any moment that we choose to hold it. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, um, I just want to circle back to something that you mentioned about this prompting to go on the two years of travelling. There seems to be a theme that's been weaved through all of the guests who are um, appearing on the podcast this season where in some degree they've all spoken about an inner prompting, a guide, a voice or a specific moment that has um sort of activated something within them. So I'm keen to hear about the experience of that for yourself and also how you help women to access that um, intuition and body wisdom to guide themselves, especially if they've never done that before or they're not used to doing that. Great question. Um, So for me, I, I literally, I was walking down the road to work. This was in Feb. And I was watching the sunrise and, you know, I was just, I was just feeling so much joy in the moment. And I just had this, you know, this thought come through that said, you got to go to Cape Town. You've got to go home. The land is calling. The ocean is calling. The mountain is calling. And you've got to go to Hawaii. You know, what's been on your bucket list is now becoming your live list. So it's time to really live. Will you do it? And I said, yeah, I'm all in. And um, I had a reading with, you know, a really beautiful soul sister called Kelly. And she, you know, she did this reading for me and she said, oh, I can see you going to these places. And I said, yes, yes, quite a few, you know, some of that wisdom has already come through me. And she said, she asked me a question and she said, well, you know, if you're going traveling, why do you think you need to stay in the UK? And then I checked in with my heart and I checked in with my body and my body said, well, naturally you don't. And literally in that moment, you know, I'm so connected to my sacred yes and my sacred no. And my connection to following that wisdom has become the way I lead my life now. And I said, well, actually, you're right. I don't. And therefore, I won't. And I declared in that moment to myself that I was leaving the UK. And that very day, I I told my family, I said, I'm leaving the UK. And what has transpired since then is I've allowed, oh, actually, and the next day I spoke to a friend and I said, well, actually, I'm going to be moving, which means I'm going to be selling all my kit. And she goes, well, no problem. You know, you're moving out that day. Come and stay with me. And what was so incredible was that things have just lined up since I made that decision. Things have just like synchronistically just come my way, you know, the right person to buy my equipment, having, you know, accommodation lined up for me, Um, just having, you know, 
the most beautiful connections and opportunities coming about as I said yes and as I stepped into and was courageous enough to follow that invitation because at the end of the day it is an invitation and we always have a choice when we say yes and when we say no and with a lot of my clients with a lot of it it starts with their bodies with a lot of them they've even got pain they've either got pain or they've got um, fatigue or they just override their body's messages so with a lot of women I take them back to basics and really help them connect with their bodies every day to see one what messages their bodies have for them and then you know be willing to follow through and take the action of what they are being invited to do be that go for a walk be that sit in meditation be that have an orgasm be that connect with an individual be that take action in their business whatever the wisdom or the guidance coming through is i help them to take action without questioning without doubting without judging the guidance coming through and when they do it is so beautiful to witness uh, the unfolding connection that is happening within their bodies and that change happens in an instant and happens so quickly and it's beautiful to see the shifts physically and what those um how those shifts also show up like energetically emotionally you know so some people are it will have an impact in how they show up in their business it will have an impact in the opportunities that they attract it will have an impact in their relationships with their loved ones or their family members and being able to be more present because they are learning to be more with with their bodies you know learning to listen to what their heart is saying rather that than being driven by the the programming or the beliefs that the ego has that is sort of driving the bus in the past Mm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that in that specific way because it's really um, touches on a, a really important element of my own program where we talk about leading uh, living your life by refinement rather than needing to know you know the whole the whole story or seeing the whole staircase type of scenario and we talk about you know even just being intuitively guided to go for a walk instead of sitting at your computer or to go and grab a coffee or do a particular thing and then experience this liberation from time that can happen where you're way more productive in your work or way more present connected with your family or the thing that was giving you anxiety or whatever it is so I'm so um, delighted that you you touched on this and what I would like to ask you is how do you feel or how do you work with women around helping them to identify when they are potentially activating sabotage programs or um, blocking themselves. I've got another mentor who calls this cock blocking yourself, but <laughs> basically when women are throwing up these obstacles where they are kind of getting in their own way in terms of following that wisdom and intuition and guidance that they're hearing, but then not actually being able to translate into action. Oh, that's a great question. I think when we are in masses amounts of resistance when we know what we want to do when we can feel that inner power struggle between the heart and the sacred body wisdom in the brain and I've been there I know what it's like um you know it's helping people become aware of how they're feeling helping them become aware of the emotions coming up because you know under that frustration you know it's can they see what's underneath that and where is that coming from and invariably I will get them I will usually say if you're feeling stuck move if you're feeling like nothing's flowing go for a walk dance sing and or feel meditate and in doing that you know we can then shift some of that energy that is blocking us 
from fully committing to that one action that we're being asked to take. And, you know, I remember a while back where I was guided and I've been given the guidance like months back, uh, not like a while back, you know, over a period of months that, you know, doing the Akashic record training was what I was guided to. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I bought the program and I said, yes, 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 I'll get there. And I just could not get myself to do it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, today's the day. And I started. And when I did, I'm like, oh my goodness, why did I delay for so long? And, you know, sitting in that indecision, sitting in that resistance, sitting in that period of, you know, deep frustration, I realized that was a gift so that I could see the pattern and help other people shift through it quicker than I did in that moment. Because, the ego always wants to keep us safe. It, it wants to stop us from experiencing harm. However, we have a choice whether we listen to the fear from the ego or the wisdom from the heart and the soul. And we each get to make this choice because we have free will. What I share with my clients is that what I've learned from my own journey and what I've seen you know, other clients do is that many of us haven't been taught how to listen and follow that heart wisdom. And in society, we've always been shown that outside external circumstances, external people, places, institutions have the wisdom, have the answers, have the guidance. But that's so not true. The guidance, the wisdom is within each and every one of us. We have ancestral wisdom that sits within our bones. It's in our cells and our DNA. We have access to our own body's wisdom. We have access to divine wisdom. And when we allow ourselves to say yes to receiving and accessing all of this, and allowing our heart and our heart wisdom and the intuition and guidance that we're given to lead the way rather than the ego, so much shifts and changes in our lives. And I can say that from a personal perspective. And I, you know, this is the advice that I give many clients because I've seen the shifts that are possible, but no one can make us take that action. That action has to come from within. Oh, yes. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's such a beautiful answer and just a very powerful reminder of, you know, sourcing our power internally, which I feel like I say, I send people bored with the amount of <laughs> talk that I say about that, but it's just <laughs> true. You know, like it's just every situation just for me, it seems to come back to whether, you know, we choose that power sourced within or power sourced vertically or horizontally. It's such a powerful reminder. Um, okay, so the next thing I want to ask you about is the sticky parts of this journey. So whether it's for yourself or what you um, you notice when you're working with women, what are the sticky points? Like where do you find people get stuck or it becomes a bit too challenging or that kind of thing. Where are the where are the points where it gets a little bit rocky? What I see with some people is that they are open, they're willing and they are ready, but to a degree. So they will go to a point and they'll go, okay, yep, this is how much I can handle. And sometimes they will only allow themselves to get to a point and not allow themselves to go further. And I do believe that everybody's journey is unique and that we all get to do it in our own unique way. <laughs> and without judgment, I can say that most of my journey up until about four years ago 
I took the long and the hard road. And, you know, I know that that was part of what my soul asked me to do so that I could have all of this embodied wisdom so that I could share and bring my knowing, my wisdom to help women collapse time and actually do it in even a shorter period of time. But in order to collapse time and in order to quantum leap, we have to be open, willing, and ready and have the mindset and the willingness to sit with all of it, to walk that path of duality and allow ourselves to feel everything that I guess before we didn't feel safe to feel and we didn't feel that we could process or feel it at the time. And I know what that's like too. And so I think when we women, when we as women allow ourselves to walk that path of duality without judgment, with the deepest compassion for ourselves, for our journey, for what we're going through, and allowing ourselves to feel everything that we feel in the moment, no matter how inconvenient it might feel, not stopping or suppressing those emotions because the timing might be inconvenient. And allowing ourselves to really connect to our truth, I think makes all the differences to how we move forward. Because when we suppress our truth, we sabotage ourselves. When we say, when we know that we're given that sacred yes, but we say no in fear of how others may receive that response or that information, we're sabotaging ourselves. We're hurting ourselves. When we say yes to something, when our bodies are giving us the sacred no, we're sabotaging and we're hurting ourselves. And sometimes we have to experience that in order to get to the point of what I call the point of no return, where you go, okay, enough is enough. This can go on for no longer. And at that point, we become all in. And sometimes it takes that pivotal moment for us to unite, you know, in a sacred union with mm -hmm. our bodies to go, okay, I hear you, I see you, I feel you, I acknowledge you, I welcome you. I will listen to what you have to say. I will follow through. I will act. I will feel. And I, you know, I think as women, we... We have the biggest hearts and so do men, you know, but it's the degree to which we allow ourselves to feel that I believe influences our power. And for me, vulnerability, many years back, I thought vulnerability was a weakness, but to me, vulnerability is a strength. Feeling everything, sharing from your heart and from your soul is such a gift and many may not have, you know, been shown that that was okay to do that. And I know for me, I wasn't either. And that was something that I need to learn through my own journey. Yeah. And for that, I'm truly grateful. Amazing. And, you know, I think just what you mentioned about holding ourselves with that, that high, high level of compassion and compassionate self-care is is so important because as women we have this tendency to think that there's something wrong with us that needs to be fixed or when something that we perceive is wrong is fixed then we're going to be better or feel better or do better or whatever it is but it's all of those like tiny betrayals that you mentioned where we don't listen to ourselves where we act where we say yes when we mean no when we act in you know we've been guided not to and all of those little things compounding upon one another that erodes our self our self-trust to such a degree that we don't even know what it's like to trust ourselves so such a beautiful beautiful reminder 
tell me, um, I want to talk about this um, body uh, awareness or the kind of somatic element of your work and particularly related to like high achieving women and I call myself a recovering type A. This podcast actually used to be called Number Slay Type A for women who slay at some things and suck at others. Um, and it's it's really um, it's really something that always grabs my interest when I hear people speaking as you were that, you know, you could be in such an entrenched pattern of not listening to your body particularly because you're really trashing yourself with exercise, you're restricting your eating, you're you know, slamming it out at work, you're doing all these things driven by this compulsion and need to be successful and subsequently not celebrating the success and all the other things. But how do you um, how do you work with women that have been in that chronic state of ignore, not just not listening, but even blatantly ignoring their body? So for many Oh, I'm, I have been a, a type A personality as well, so I can relate to everything that you say. So let me just start by saying that. Um, I think when many women come to me, they either have burnout or they have symptoms of burnout. They're either so exhausted or they've put on so much weight and their body can't shift the weight and they are over-exercising or they're pushing themselves too hard. And so invariably with each woman, I'll work very differently and I'll be, you know, I'm usually guided by which way is best. But invariably it's helping women connect to their senses. It's like, can you connect to your body through touch? Can you connect you know, through your, through your eyes, through how you see yourself and can you see yourself differently to what your ego brain is saying? You know, can you see the beauty of who you are rather than the brain saying that your body isn't beautiful or you're not enough? Can you hear or listen or take a moment to just breathe? And so I will get women to connect with their bodies somatically through breath, through touch, through movement, and really help them come back to their bodies. And that's the start. And that's where we start. Because for high achieving women, we're usually so much in our brains, right? Mm. And as soon as we start thinking, we're already out of our bodies. Mm. We're really <laughs> left the heart behind. Mm. And I know what it's like to kind of drag the body around going, come on, come on, keep up. We've got to do this. You know, this is the list of what we've got to achieve today. Mm-hmm. And I know what it's like being on the other side and helping women recover from burnout. And a lot of it is being able to shift and get to the root of the core wound or the core emotion or the core programming that is driving that type A personality, be that not enough, not good enough, um, be that unworthy, you know, um, so whatever that might be, we will look at it, we will see it, we will shift it energetically within the energetic body in the quantum field and work physically with the body to then integrate those shifts. Because at the end of the day, connecting with your body is a new muscle and the ego muscle and the drive and the push muscle in type A women is overdeveloped and the connecting to the body muscle is sometimes underdeveloped and the listening. So it's helping women know how much movement is enough, how much movement is too much, what type of movement is right and really listening because what type of movement might be right today might not be right for the body tomorrow. And so without judging the body, seeing whether they can come into that place of wholeness without judgment, with compassion and kindness and love and go, body, I know you're doing the best you can. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for doing everything that you've done. Thank you for always showing up for me in the ways you have. And I'm sorry, I haven't always seen you, appreciated you, valued you and taken care of you in the way that you require. However, now I'm willing to do that. 
and really helping them see that, feel that, and then every day take one action towards connecting with their bodies and allow that muscle to build over time. Mm, so good. So good. Now I'm just really conscious of time because I know we're on two different time zones now and we've already been speaking for almost an hour. So I was definitely right with um, thinking that it was going to be hard to keep this call on time and on track. And what I don't want is people to leave without hearing some of your really beautiful, juicy tips, because I've had the pleasure of reading them already uh, in the work that you sent through to me in preparation for the podcast. So I will give you a chance to tell the listeners your top three tips. And I know people uh, like listing out for those at the end, but I want to bring up one of them first that you, you've mentioned where you say that dis-ease starts in the mental, emotional and energetic bodies. Can you just speak a little bit around that? Because I'm really interested in helping women to understand that they can't compartmentalize their lives, that as energetic beings, we are doing sort of doing everything, how we do one thing. Um, so what is, what does that mean to you? How, how is the dis-ease that we're experiencing starting in the mental, emotional, and energetic bodies? So when we, so shame, shame causes infl physical inflammation in the body. So every time we shame ourselves, every time we say our bodies are ugly, every time we find fault with our bodies, we are, we're hurting our bodies essentially. And you know, I, I had so much shame in my body. I That was, you know, I really had to release, process, shift the shame that I had, ancestral shame, my own shame, shame that was placed upon me, shame that I internalized, um, you know, through other people saying shameful things towards me and about me. And what I've really come to realize is that the more we can shift, move out of shame and come to a place of love, deep gratitude and compassion for our bodies, we are healthier. We are so much healthier. And so our thoughts, our beliefs, those all influence what manifests and what happens within our bodies physically. So, you know, being mindful of our programming, of our beliefs, of our thoughts, of unprocessed anger, of hatred, of jealousy, of judgment, be that, to, you know, towards others, that has an impact on our own bodies. And the more we can shift that and come to a place of wholeness with deep compassion the healthier we can be inside and out, the more sort of whole and amazing our, our lives get to be because we see the beauty, we see the beauty of who we are, you know, at our core. We see, you know, the beauty in our bodies with all the imperfections. And when we can see that, when we can really see, look in the mirror and see who we are, that we are multidimensional, that we are so much more than this physical body. We're so much more than we think we are and what we can do and what we can achieve. Oh, the sky isn't even the limit, as one of my mentors says. Yeah, so I hope that thank you so much. Yes. And just, you know, I think that we do, I've been guilty of this myself, you know, occasionally I catch it now, but a lot in the past where I had thought that I could somehow escape the energetics, you know, that I could be stronger in my mind or in my body. And, you know, if I really want what you've just said to land in women's bodies, because we cannot be shaming ourselves, guilting ourselves, all of these things and think that it is not going to have an effect on our physical bodies and on our experience of life. There's just no way for us to avoid that energetic connection. So I just really, really want women to let that land and understand that 
it's all as important as each other, especially if you've been a high achieving woman that has put emphasis on physicality, I guess, or like, you know, getting things done and being, um, being the little worker bee or worker bunny that gets all the things done because that really inattention to the emotions or to the energetic part is such a, a deficit in helping women to create the fullest expression of who they are and I just think it's you know we can't avoid the energetics <laughs> nobody no. can hide from it no we really can't hide from that and you know as women we forget that with our bodies we have cycles you know and each of our bodies have a unique biorhythm and this is something that I had to learn through my own body. You know, I was forcing her to do way more than she could physically cope with. Mm -hmm. And I was coming from the private, the vibration of doing, 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 rather than the vibration of being, rather than the vibration of working in harmony with my body, in harmony with my body's unique biorhythm, because my body's unique biorhythm will be different to someone else's. And that... And that took me many years to come to terms with. And I help other women do this as well, because, you know, we can shame ourselves in thinking, well, I can't do what she can do. Damn it, body, come on, you've got to keep up with her. But what I've learned is that we get to do things in our own unique way and our magic gets to come through and we actually work with our bodies. And when we tap into, you know, what I call body congruency, congruency, when your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and energetic bodies are all in alignment, they are all harmoniously, there's harmonious integration and you are all on the same page. And when we can do that, when we can say, okay, this is the way, okay, I accept it. I choose this. I choose to work with my body and my body's way is my way. And what I've come to realize is that in doing that, we actually get to achieve way more than what we've ever hoped for. I look at, I get to achieve now in a day, you know, coming from a place of true alignment, taking aligned action versus the energy of do, 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 be like a Duracell bunny and have a rolling to-do list and see if I can tick everything off. Oh now my goodness, yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. And now working with the body, we can... You know, if the body goes, okay, what is the one aligned action I need to take today? Okay, that's what I take. Okay, great. Now I get to live. Now I get to connect with my body. Now I get to fill her up so that I can, I can show up fully. I can show up with energy. I can show up with radiance, with vibrance. And I do believe that, you know, our health and wellness of our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and energetic bodies is our responsibility. If we want to grow and evolve as you, as beautiful beings, and if we want to live our best life, I do think that we have to take ownership and responsibility for that. And when we do, everything changes, everything shifts, you know, we can collapse time, money shows up in a different way, support shows up in a different way, opportunities show up in a different way, rather than having to force, you know, things flow and come towards us, you know, in divine timing. And it is fascinating to kind of see and witness that. And, you know, when, when you feel stuck, move, move your body, get out in nature. And once you've moved, you've shifted that energy that's keeping you stuck, that's keeping you frustrated. Or, you know, write, get the emotions out. If, you, if you're finding that, you know, you're struggling to connect or you can't speak it, write it out. But those emotions, they need an outlet. And we do not need to re-experience the trauma in order to shift emotions, yes. you know, so for anyone, you know, where, you know, they've stopped themselves from wanting to feel because they don't want to relive the pain. They don't want to relive the trauma. I can hand on heart say that we can shift that energy that is held in the body at a sudden level without having to re-experience it. 
because yes and thank you so much for just raising that point with that power as well because right now we are in kind of uh, a bombardment uh, of nervous system work which and trauma-informed work which is great you know like there's so much um, support available for people but I really appreciate what you just said about trusting your body's you know own capabilities and that you can heal elements of things without having to re-experience the trauma because as a kinesiologist I believe that also that the body is intelligent enough to give us access to what is safe at the moment so not to use that as a barrier that there's yes we need to be trauma informed and and sensitive and aware but it's not a barrier to being in charge of your own healing journey Absolutely. And I think it is so essential to being able to feel because that is invariably how your body is going to communicate with you. She's going to communicate with you in the only way you know possible. And if that is pain, you know, pain with body aches, you know, what I do see with many clients is that how the message comes through, comes through, shifts with the more we process, the more we release. And how long that experience lasts for can become momentary instead of days, weeks, months, or years. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Natalie, for everything that you've shared uh, today and for taking time out of your schedule to share your brilliance with us here on the podcast is there anything uh that else that you'd like to share before we go or would you like to plug any opt-ins or freebies or ways that people can connect with you if they want to learn more about your work um you can connect with me through social media i my handle is by natalie woodman so i'm on instagram and facebook and i share a lot of sort of nuggets there and um if you're interested in finding out more about me you can go on social media as well as my website by natalie woodman we have shared a bit more of my bio and i do have a free facebook group called quantum um, leap lounge where you know, I'll pop in from time to time and share wisdom, but I regularly post in there and share embodied wisdom that, you know, can help women become more connected and more aware of their bodies. And I'll definitely be sharing more of my journey as this next chapter unfolds in my life. Yeah, yeah, so exciting, and we wish you so so well with that. I'm also going to share all of your details and your links and things like that with uh, people when the podcast episode goes up on social media, and I will also be uh, sending those details out with uh, some special extra hidden information that we didn't uh, get a chance to talk about today on in my newsletter. So I'm going to send that out to people on that list. I'm very um, hit and miss with the newsletter as those on the list will already know but one thing that you can be sure of is that you'll receive all of the links for all of the fabulous speakers over this season if you if you're on that list if you're not already on that then you can jump over to my website uh, Um, and you can download some beautiful meditations and other things uh, from there as well and you will be on the list to receive Natalie's contact details and all of her other bits and bobs when that newsletter goes out so I will say goodbye thank you Natalie it's been a delight to speak with you thank you so much for having me and I've just loved our conversation I'm so excited thank you so much All right, guys, just remember that uh, every episode this season is going to be sharing more of the brilliant work that so many wonderful women are doing around the world. So tune in. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I would love it if you would do that. Uh, If you are able to rate and review, even if you want to leave me a bad review, I don't mind. Just uh, doing so helps the algorithm to share this podcast with other people and hopefully bring it into the eyes and ears of uh, a woman or women around the world that need to hear it. So 
I'm going to leave it there for today. Uh, remember that you can jump over to the website if you're not on that mailing list and join up and grab yourself a free guided meditation. Also, just let you know that my book, Co-Great Rebellion, is now available on Amazon. So overseas uh, customers can now purchase that, not just my Aussie counterparts. And just remember, if you are ready to achieve radical results and experience all the freedoms that you desire, jump on the website, check out Rebel Life Bootcamp. The program has just gone into six-month immersion mode. Uh, so rather than the old format, it's now six-month immersion, which is beautiful. It's 48 modules over six months. They're all 15 minutes long, so you can do a module every week without uh, sending yourself silly with the amount of work that <laughs> you may have had to do in the past. So uh, all the details for that are there. And of course, you get access to all the materials and lifetime access to all the coaching calls. So until next fortnight, sit deep, live radically and do you, my sovereign sisters. I will see you in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm.